This is Bounce Up, a series on mental wellness and resilience in collaboration with the University of Pretoria's Student Counseling Unit. You're listening to Bounce Up and my name is Bokang Gianni and this is the podcast where we chat about everything to do with mental health. We unpack it all. And today what we're unpacking on this episode is everything to do with resilience. That's right, Bokang. And before we get into things, uh, not alone, we are with the head of the student counseling unit at UP, Dr. K, and also our senior counseling psychologist, Ms. Rakea Sidat. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. And I don't know about you, but yeah. normally when life knocks you down, it's hard to get back up again. Mm. It's hard to deal with those emotions. And I recently went through a breakup and I have never felt pain like I have when I went through it. And it was really difficult to bounce up and then mm. to be resilient with whatever life had to throw after that entire experience. And I'm not going to lie, I'm still struggling with it. I'm still dealing with it. But I'm really trying to learn how to, you know, be resilient. So if we can define resilience, how would we define resilience? Yeah. Yes, I think that is an excellent example. I'm so sorry about what happened. It's okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, if, if students can just manage all the emotional problems as they do their calculus problems, you know, that would be a way of explaining resilience. It's about finding resources and finding inner strengths. And that's the way you handle any problem, whether it's calculus or I'm sorry to say a breakup. What are the resources that you can use out there? And what are your inner strengths that you can use in your... Could you give some examples of that? Because you say in your pointing to your chest. So yes. what exactly are you pointing to? Yes. What are the, what are the things up? that you used when you previously had a bad experience? You know, did you journal? Did you reflect? Did you take time out? Did you relax? Did you go for a run? What are the things that you know? What are your strengths? And then the resources are, what are the people out there? Are there social support? Is there something that you can do like a lifestyle change? So the outer resources. Rukaya, maybe you can help me here. The, the resources and the strengths, eh? Yeah, so connecting, so the, the external resources is really connecting with people or things that can help you cope well. For example, let's say you're, the, you've got a really, really encouraging friend. She's very supportive or he's very supportive and you've been talking to this friend about how you've been feeling and it really helps you to vent and it really helps you to work through a lot of the emotions. Let's say you've got a pet. You've got a cat and you stroke your cat when you're feeling sad and you're missing your ex and you stroke that cat and you're actually feeling calmer and more relaxed. Or let's say you're spiritual and you actually connect with your spirituality. Let's say you go out into nature and you sit outside, you just look at the sky or you look at the trees and it gives you a sense of calmness and peace of, you know what, I will get through this. There's so much more that is out there in this life. There is so much beauty still in this life. So there's many external resources. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to lie. The examples that you're given are so nice to hear, but they are so hard to apply Mm. in like real life. Like, for example, taking a walk out of nature. But I know that, especially with our generation, we will not go for that walk. We will decide then to cope in other ways. Like maybe message our ex back or start talking to someone new. So that's like a rebound so that we can go back on it. So, yeah, like, I don't know, Bukhan. Yeah, jumping on with what Dodella is saying, I just remember a time in high school. It's going to get a bit personal. But <laughs> I remember like, like life was giving academically, family, relationship, mates. And even uh, religiously. And I, I found myself at a place where I started cutting, right? And those negative uh, or 
yeah negative habits of dealing with stress are there and you you just don't want to be resilient so i want to know and they can also sorry get addictive so i want to know like with being resilient and getting these practical ways of doing that how do i get myself to a place of starting Mm. there's two things i want to just highlight from what you're saying so firstly what is it to be resilient right that's the first thing Mm. and then we want to look at constructive or healthy coping mechanisms and maybe destructive or not so healthy coping mechanisms okay so maybe i'll unpack the first part and then dr kagan unpack the second part yeah so when it comes to resilience i think we all have this misconception that resilience is about being strong, tough. You're just supposed to suck it up and pretend you're okay when you're not okay. And I want to bust this, this, this myth right down to the core, okay? Resilience is about feeling pain, feeling sadness. You will suffer. In This life is hard. It's not easy. Mm, right? Life is a lot of hassles. Life is a lot of hassles, a lot of challenges. So resilience is not about not getting upset, not getting hurt, not feeling pain, not feeling suffering. It's actually about dealing with challenges, dealing with adversities, but being able to adapt well, having positive outcomes, okay? Bouncing back, bouncing up, bouncing forward. So I think one message that I really, really want to send out there to the listeners is that don't think that you're not being resilient if you're feeling sad or experiencing pain. That does not mean you're not feeling or you're not being resilient. You're going to feel whatever negative emotions that comes with life's challenges. It's what you do in response to that that's important. Dr. K, that leads straight up to what you're going to tell them now. I think so. I think that what you're saying is about dealing with the emotions, right? So how does one deal with that very negative emotion that you were experiencing back in high school? And you have to find, again, resources and um, inner strength to to deal with emotions. Some people, for some people, it's like listening to music until the emotion calms down. For others, it's going for a run. For others, it is chatting to friends. So what do you do? There's two ways of coping. You must deal with the emotion, so coping with the emotion, but then coping with the issue. So that's the two things. You have to deal with the problem, but you also have to deal with the emotion. And a lot of people kind of get stuck in the emotion and they don't ever deal with the problem or they deal with the problem and never deal with the emotion. You have to deal with both. And once you deal with both, then you've got, you will get that resilience we are looking for. And yeah, resilience is like having the boing, you know, the boing in the bounce <laughs> that you, you, there must be a bit of feeling that there is, if you look at coping theory, there's a lot you can do to deal with the practical problem. But a lot of our students, even older generation, we don't really know how to deal with emotional problems. And that is where we have to become quite creative. So you deal with the emotion. Do you think it's a bad thing if we put ourselves on a time constraint as to to when we should like be done dealing mm. with it yeah. and feeling it with it like how long should we give ourselves time to you know this, this is that's a that's a very good question mm. because everyone's different but i mean you get heavy stuff you know people a lot of people lost people in covid for instance and you can't even put a time frame on that but you have to do both that's all i can say that you have to sometimes if the emotions is overwhelming you almost have to come to a point where you say okay that's it for today i don't know when it's going to come around again but now i've got to go for that run or 
now I've got to actually organize my room or now I've actually got to go and have a shower and get up, you know. So so there's, there's that, that's just acknowledging that the emotion plays a role and that you have to actually deal with the emotion before dealing with the issue. And sometimes it's both at the same time. At the same time, I think the other side of what you were saying, Jadal, is that you can't necessarily put a time frame on the process that you're dealing. So let's say you've had a breakup and you're now with this process of healing. You can't say I'm giving myself two weeks and then I must be done. You know, and a lot of times we do that. Yep, me. (laughs) And I think we got to acknowledge that it's going to be a process. It's going to be a journey. So I don't want to put pressure on myself and fool myself into thinking that it's going to be this amount of time and then I must move on. So like Dr. K was saying, you take it day by day. For that day, you deal with whatever emotions are coming. And we also have to function in everyday life. So we cannot only feel emotions the whole day. So you can give yourself, you know, some sort of a time limit, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, I'm going to sit with this emotion, I'm going to feel it, and then I'm going to do something to help me cope with that emotion. So I think we need a balance between the two. Mm. And that something can be social support or a relaxation technique or a physical activity or a to-do list or organize your cupboard or, you know, goal setting or a spiritual experience. I mean, there's just, the list is endless of actual coping mechanisms that can help you to deal with one the emotion and two the problem okay okay so we have a voice note here from someone let's just hear what they have to say what is the difference between being resilient and avoiding getting help with the issues you're facing um, that's a really, really good question. So the difference with, between being resilient and avoiding getting help with issues you're facing. So when we are avoiding getting help, we often in denial about whatever problems we're experiencing. We often pretend as if everything is fine. We don't want to face the issue. And that's not healthy. Yeah, and also I think that's when the negative coping skills come in, isn't it? Or that you're actually using alcohol or you're using, you know, someone else terrible or all sorts of other things that help you cope. That that should give you an indication that this is probably not a good way of coping. I wanted to ask, um, I was attending a class earlier and they were saying how um, we should actually create spaces where we're actually honest about how we feel. Mm-hmm. So whether like it's with your group of friends or a workspace like this, that if you're really not having a good day, you come and say, today's not the day. And so I wanted to ask, would that be really practical? Because at times, um, like let's say I'm working, I'm at my part-time job. They really don't care. They just want you to do your job and move. So I want to say, how can I have a uh, a practically a good space to work in, but at the same time, do what I need to do. Yeah, I think you need to you need to pick your audience. Hey? Mm. Uh, uh, you're quite right. Um, in a workspace, there are other priorities, mm. but you have a, a group of friends, possibly, or colleagues that you can trust, or even family. You know, there might be one or two family members that you haven't thought about that could be good sounding boards. So I think if you really thought about it, these you will find people that can be there for you, and you, of course, can be there for them. But the point we're trying to make is. That that being resilient is to actually acknowledge the emotion rather than suppress the emotion. And together with acknowledging the emotion, we have to bear in mind that when we're experiencing very stressful situations, often the emotions are intense, right? So if we don't actually deal with the emotions, as Dr. K has said, it's difficult for us to get into that mode where we can find helpful and healthy coping mechanisms and solutions to the problem. So coming back to this whole idea 
need here. I think we spoke about it some time back when we were having a, a personal conversation. Um, the emotional mind and then the rational mind. So when we have very intense negative emotions, it's very difficult to get out of that emotional mind. Realistically, logically, rationally. For example, I just want to share with the listeners, I use my box breathing technique every single day. From the, from the time I get up in the morning right till the time I go to sleep at night because it helps me to calm down. I will use it in between consults as I'm walking down the passage to collect the next client. I will use it in between when I'm going to the bathroom or the kitchen. So that helps me to actually calm my emotions down. So then once I'm calm, I can think more realistically and logically. Then I can say, but hang on, what kind of thoughts are popping up right now about what's happening? Dr. K, I saw you wanting to chip yes, in. Please this do. is a very good example because, okay, imagine the last semester test didn't go so well, right? What is your reaction? What is your reaction? I'm mad. I'm upset with myself. Exactly. Now sleeping the, point, the whole day. Sleeping the whole day. So behavioral response emotional response it's all there what we're trying to say with this bounce up um, a podcast series is that we want to make you aware of thinking about your emotions it's not you don't just have to experience them eventually you have to say well i am you know sleeping all day i am feeling upset but once you know what they are you can now deal yes i'm definitely going to be doing this this week mr k i mean you please just explain this box technique uh yes the box breathing technique it is very simple if you think about a box it has four sides so the first side or the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take a deep breath in through your nose so you can inhale through your nose for four to five seconds then the second side is hold your breath for four to five seconds the third side of the box is exhale slowly through your mouth for four to five seconds some of my clients say it feels more comfortable for six seconds to exhale for seven that's okay you see what feels comfortable for you the fourth side of the box is rest and then you repeat the process oh all over again very interesting do it a couple of times five six seven times Alrighty. Okay, I'm going to do this this week. No, same, same, same. And of course, we've had a great time here in this episode. So we hope we've helped you learn something to do with resilience. So join us next time. Until next time, we want to thank you first before we leave you. Um, we want to thank Dr. K and Ms. Rukia for coming through. And where we can get help. Um, oh, just, just Google Student Counseling Unit and we have optimized the Google page. So you'll find us there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And please don't forget that your feelings are so, so valid. Mm.